Have you ever felt it? That excitement, that hum that reaches into the very base of your stomach and makes your whole body feel alive? Well, your life can feel like that. Each week, I'll be sharing ways your personal wellness journey can lead you to a life that literally makes you hum. We'll be diving into all things nutrition, mindset, connection, spirituality and relationships to encourage you to be courageous and brave with your life and most importantly, unashamedly you. Together, let's find your hum. Welcome to episode 39 of Find Your Hum. I'm your host, Kirsty, and this week you've got me solo as I dive into why I am just a little bit obsessed with astrology. Now, before you guys turn it off, this is not going to be a podcast about convincing you to like astrology too. I just like sharing what it's done for me and hopefully, um, yeah, you guys can then see some of the benefits of potentially looking into it to yourselves. But again, take it or leave it. It's just a nice way for me to be able to relate it to myself. Before I begin, I wish to acknowledge the Darkinjung people as the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast has been recorded. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and future and recognise the continuing connection and contribution to this land. Now I've decided to actually record this podcast outside today, just to make it a little bit different. So hopefully the sound quality is okay and you can hear the birds as they chirp in the background or as my aunties over in England tell me that Australian birds don't chirp, they screech. And I must say, having spent all that time over in the UK, our birds are definitely a little bit more screechy than what they get over there. But anyway, I do hope you can hear those in the background because it's absolutely beautiful. So yes, today I want to talk about astrology from my own viewpoint. This will not be a podcast that will allow you to understand you or understand astrology. Yes, I will touch on a few bits and pieces and explain it. But what I really would like to do with this is to show you how I have used this as a tool to begin to really know, like and trust myself. It's also a topic that I often find myself apologizing for when I start to talk about it because I do get a lot of eye rolls when you people hear that I love astrology and I'm about to dive into it. I almost feel myself apologizing as I bring it up. So I'm also hoping that as I do this episode and I step into more embracing the fact that I love astrology and it's really helped me that I will begin to be able to stop apologizing for that. What I really hope you guys get out of this podcast is to let you know how astrology has helped and continues to help me understand myself, understand my unique makeup and also really understand myself in relation to those around me and my environment. I find it's been an incredible tool to be able to allow me to connect better with the people around me, which I just think is amazing. It, like it honestly, it helps me exist as my best self in the world. It's kind of a bit hard to know where to start with this podcast. I mean, I have always loved my horoscope. 
ever since I was little I would always want to read what my star sign was. Now I am a Virgo for anyone that doesn't know and whilst they're referred to as star signs in magazines it is actually our sun sign because it is the place that the sun was at the time of our birth. So if you hear me say sun sign throughout this know that it is actually your star sign. Now looking at your horoscopes I mean yes it's good but it is so much just the tip of the iceberg. I really think we need to think about it like an iceberg where the horoscopes or even your sun sign in general is just the tiniest little bit at the top and there is all these other amazingness that you can gather from your natal chart that sits below the water that we may not always see until we go diving for it. Now our sun sign is definitely important and that is the place I started. It's really about our essence. It's about our light. I mean if you think of the sun it is the essence of life in our world. Pretty much nothing around us would exist unless we had the sun to beam its greatness onto it. So most people read their sun sign and relate to it a lot because it is what feels very familiar to us. However, that is not always the case. And you also might find that some parts of your sun sign you don't always resonate with. And that is because there is so much more to our natal chart. I honestly think, like I know I've also said it's like an iceberg, but Donkey out of Shrek said that we are like onions. And I feel like when we start diving into our natal chart, it really is about peeling back the layers of those onions to really understand who we are at the core, at the essence of it all. I really went deep in learning about my sun sign when I first started with astrology. The next place that I actually looked and I highly recommend, that's also where you look into, is the elements that are actually in your chart. Because I must say, when I actually saw this, it was definitely an aha moment for me. So each of the signs fits into four elements. We have fire, earth, air, and water. So earth is obviously quite grounding. It's very practical. We've got fire, which are, you know, about excitement and, you know, being lit up and go, go, go. We've got the air, which is obviously about thinking. It rules our brains. And then we have water, which is very much an emotional science. So each of the signs sits in one of those four categories. So as a Virgo, I am a earth sign. And I always thought, yes, I'm quite practical, but this like groundedness, this steadiness, this ability to stop, relax, I never really felt that. Then when I started to dive into more of my chart, I realized I actually have quite a bit of air in my chart, which is about all those thought processes about being up in our heads, about thinking, about go, 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 like processing all the time. I also have learnt that Virgo is ruled by Mercury and Mercury is that sign that also is all about the thinking. So as I dived into this, this is why I kind of understood that as a Virgo, I wasn't your typical grounded, <laughs> very like steady Virgo because I actually, that is the only earth that I have in my chart. So I'm very lacking in earth, which is why I really need to put practices in 
my daily life that allows me to ground, to get out of my head, to stop the constant thoughts. I'm going to touch on it later in the episode, but you will see that different planets also sit in different signs. Now, Mercury, like I said, it rules Virgo, but it's also our planet of communication. And mine actually sits in an air sign. So I have like all this air. So what governs my thought sits in an air sign. The fact that my sun sign is ruled by Mercury, which is all about thoughts. It's very easy to see how I can continually get caught up in my head. So knowing that I was missing Earth in my chart, like not completely, some people would completely be missing certain elements. It allowed me to see that I need to start putting this back in to my daily routines, into my weekly routine to be able to bring that back into my being. So I would highly suggest when you pull your chart for the first time, that is what you look at first rather than going deep diving. Obviously, learn about your sun sign, really dive into that because that's really the essence of who you are. And it's often the time that you can really see yourself And as we go through, your moon and your ascendant is also really important. They're sort of the top big three, but also really looking at those elements. And it's actually those elements that I love working with, with my clients, because I find if they're, you know, a little bit dominant in one or the other, it can then actually manifest into how we heal and the manifestations of our diseases and our conditions. I mean, me personally... The fact that I don't have the best gut in the world, and that's very much linked to our brains. And when we overthink, when we overstress, it impacts our gut. And if I look at how most of my teens and 20s were lived, very much caught up in my thoughts and not having that ability to ground. So being able to look at somebody's chart and look at their elements, also it really allows me to be able to connect in with maybe what is missing as part of their healing, not just on a physical level. So yeah, I absolutely love, love, love the elements. So highly suggest that is an amazing place for you to start when having a look at your chart. Another really interesting part to look at is the fact that each of our signs sits into a either a fixed sign, a mutable sign, or a cardinal sign. Now, Virgo, again, this is obviously where I started, is a mutable sign. So mutable is easily adaptable. They can change. They can change their thinking. They can adapt to situations. Yeah, basically fluid, quite easily adaptable in and out of situations and what's going on in the world around them. Our fixed signs are literally fixed in their way of doing things. And then we have our cardinal signs. And they're sort of like the the middle of the two, if you can sort of think. You've got obviously mutable, super fluid and easy with or go with the flow. And then we have our fixed, which is obviously very, you know, stubborn. And then we look in the middle and that's where we have our cardinal signs. So again, looking at that can be very interesting. If you have a lot of fixed energy in your chart, It could be why sometimes you get bogged down in certain ways of thinking. And again, this is where you look like, do you have a lot of fixed air? Which is like, are you getting bogged down in the way you think all the time? And yeah, very interesting. So I actually have quite a bit of mutable signs. So quite easily adaptable. And again, in those big three, 
So my Virgo is mutable, my Pisces is mutable, which is my moon sign, and then I have a fixed Leo ascendant, which I actually don't mind. I think that's quite a nice combination. It's kind of, kind of balance each other out. Knowing that I am mutable and I have this power in me to be able to go with the flow and to change, when I feel myself getting a little bit stuck because of the overthinking or that air energy that I have in my chart, I often remind myself that my chart actually supports me being flexible and being adaptable. And again, once I found this out about myself and I read it, whilst like, you know, you know it's in there. Absolutely, you know it's in there. And I think if we really stopped and thought about ourselves, we can see that in ourselves. We just get so lost in not being connected with ourselves that it really takes something like this to remind us of who we are. Well, that's what it was for me. As I started to dive into my chart and learn this, I'm like, actually, you know what? I am adaptable. I kept being pigeonholed into being the perfectionist and sometimes a little bit stubborn in my way of doing things, but I'm also able to change the way I do things. I can see things in a different light. The fact that my emotions are quite changeable, they're quite fluid and I can move through them. And again, that really allowed me almost the permission to be able to do it. But then when I also looked back, I could see that this had been playing out in my life, but because I was so, so disconnected to myself, I couldn't see it. So really diving into the astrology of who I am into my natal chart really allowed me for the first time to be able to connect back in with myself. It was literally like a remembering. That's the best way I can describe it. It's like whilst I knew it, I really just needed to be reminded of it, which I think is the absolute beauty of it. So yeah, also when you're going through it, obviously have a look at whether or not you have um, the elements, but also whether or not you've got quite a bit of fixed energy, mutable energy or cardinal energy, because that's always really good to look at to see how you adapt and respond to situations as well. And maybe, you know, if you've got a lot of fixed energy, you might need to add in a little bit more support in your life that allows you to be more open and adaptable because sometimes obviously when we get caught up in something it's a bit hard to move things through but then again if we're too mutable then we can really get caught up in not knowing who we are and trying to adapt and change for other people and obviously then you've got your cardinals that sit in the middle which is not too bad but they also come with their own set of challenges so yeah really having a look at that is also super interesting when you're first looking at your chart so not only did I dive into learning about my sun sign, I also learned about all the other planets that sit in our natal chart and they literally all sit there. So Mercury all the way through to Pluto and each of them do something different and have a different aspect to our personalities and to the way we exist in the world. But the ones I really want to focus on here are what we call our personal planets. So they're the ones that really impact us. And they are the ones that I found once I really got to understand helped me be better in the world and really understand myself. So we have our sun sign, which is the essence of who we are. We have our moon, which is our emotions and how we emotionally react, how we feel secure. We have mercury, which is the communication style. It's how our mind works, how we learn, what we're interested in. 
Venus is our planet of love. So it basically can tell us what we like in the way of love, what we find pleasurable, but also what we want from any of our partners and relationships, not just our love relationships. And then we have Mars, which is our planet of action and also anger, which is quite exciting. Um, It's quite interesting because it can show us how we react when we are backed into a corner. This one I found particularly interesting for myself. Now, as a Virgo, I've often been tainted as (laughs) being bossy, being perfectionist because, like, they are the more well-known traits for want of a better word but definitely the more shadow traits of a Virgo and for such a long time I wore those badges and not in a healthy way like I held myself up to really high standards I held others up to really high standards and definitely I got a little bit bossy around that too but because Virgos are the natural healers of the zodiac we tend to maybe project our caring onto people in such a way that it comes across as bossy And that is definitely what I have seen myself do in the past. Looking back, I can completely see that is where a lot of my dominant behavior has come from. But now that I know this, it's so amazing that I can recognize it, change a tact. um, And if I do find myself slipping into it, I can pull myself back and I can also apologize to the person that I may have done that to. After looking at each of my signs, I also then delved into the house. So if you actually look at a natal chart, it looks like a wheel. So there's 12 different sections to that wheel, just the way there is 12 different zodiac signs. So depending where your ascendant is, which is your rising sign, the sign that the sun was in as it come over the horizon in the sky when you were born. This dictates your first house and the beginning of that wheel. So whilst Aries is generally the first sign of the zodiac, it's not necessarily the ruler of your first house. And I know this can get confusing. That's why I didn't want it to be too much about a a how-to, but I feel like I need to explain a little bit of this to allow you to understand the layers that is astrology and how it is not simply a horoscope that you read as a snapshot in a magazine or a newspaper. So it's divided into 12 houses and each of those 12 houses rules a different section of our life. So very much like the planets closest to the sun are our personal planets and then we have the outer planets. We have Saturn, Jupiter, Uranus and Pluto being our outer planets and they're more got to do with the collective and community. We also have that in the actual natal chart. So houses 1 to 6 are our personal planets. So it's how we are in the world. And then houses 7 through to 12 are like the opposite to those. So it's how we exist in our communities. So for instance, house 1 is us, how we show up, what lights us up, like it's all about us. But 7, which sits directly across from that, is about our relationships and how we would then find balance between ourselves and being in relationship with others. And again, not always, when I talk about relationships here, this is not always love relationships. I want to make that very clear. It is any relationship that we are in. So once we layer all those on, you can start to see how just because I am a Virgo, so my thumb's in Virgo, doesn't necessarily mean that I'm exactly the same as another Virgo. 
there could be the fact that my Virgo sits in my second house, where someone else's Virgo might sit in their eighth or ninth house, which then gives it a different flair. There is also then what we call aspects. I'm definitely not getting into those today, but it's how then, say, my sun relates to my moon or how my sun relates to my Mars or Saturn. So all of this is then laid in, which is why our natal chart is this most beautiful blueprint of who we are. I am going to go a little bit into how this has sort of helped me understand who I am. It's going to probably give you a little bit of an insight into who I am as I go through and explain this. So my rising sign, which is, like I said, that's a sign that the sun was in as it come over the horizon when I was born, is Leo. And this, what we call our rising sign or our ascendant, is often what most people on outside to us that aren't close to us see. So Leos are known as being friendly, positive, strong, very strong personalities, leaders, big hearts. I do get told by others that don't really know me that I come across as being very confident. And it's quite interesting when they begin to know me, as they start to know me, that it isn't quite true. My Virgo-ness, so that perfectionism, that doubt that creeps in when you are always trying to be perfect, definitely shows so yes those two are quite fun um, parts of me that compete with each other that come from my natal chart then we have my sun sign so i am a virgo and it sits in my second house so like i said the sun sign is your true self the inner you it's the part of you that the people that know you best they see, they know this about you, you know this about you. Now Virgo is the most practical sign, it is analytical, they like collecting data, and when I say data like that's any kind of information, always searching out for information. And we make decisions according to the fact that we can get that data, we can analyse it in a very quick amount of time, so we can get a lot of shit done in a short amount of time. But it can lead to us being a little bit of a downer because when you know a lot of stuff, you also know a lot of bad stuff. And when life is rough and we are getting all this negative data in, it can become overwhelming. And we can kind of ignore our feelings in this time because feelings are messy and as a practical sign, we don't want to be doing that. It's also very hard in those times to embrace our emotional selves. Now, that's going to be very interesting in a sec when I start talking about my moon sign because that is totally the opposite to what my moons and my emotions are really like. I actually spent a lot of time during my teens and my 20s very much detached from my emotions, pushing them aside, not wanting to feel that Virgo part of me was extremely strong. Now, this perfectionism definitely, for me, really held... For myself in high standards. I think it did leak out to other people because I expected everyone to be the same as I did and it got really frustrating when they couldn't do as much as I could. They couldn't see what I could see in the world. So yes, I have learnt that that is <laughs> just because that is good for me does not make it good for everybody else. Now this is all in my second house which means that is my house of security. So my worth is living out through my positive attributes. 
I really would stick to anything, stick through anything. Like I am not going anywhere because I, my Virgo, my son is so rooted in that security and in that place of self-worth. I build really strong foundations, which are very hard to tear down. And I can absolutely see that. But sometimes those foundations can be walls and we don't want to build them too high, which I've definitely also done in the past. And see, so now knowing this and knowing that I wish I knew some of this stuff like in my late teens, early 20s, because once you know these things about yourself, and I think about anything, once you know better, you will do better. Like you can't unknow these things. I also have a moon in Pisces. So your moon's about your emotions and Pisces is a water sign which is all about the emotions. So you could almost say that I've got my emotions poured on with emotions which definitely has conflicted with my very practical Virgo in the past. So those two have definitely, they literally sit opposite each other on the zodiac wheel and honestly could not be two more different signs. So I have to navigate that polarity within me all the time. Now that I know that and I can feel that, I allow myself to do that. So when I'm feeling emotional and I'm feeling like a bit blurt, I let myself feel it. And being near water really helps me move that. It's also helped me realize that when I am stressed, I can absolutely train wreck. <laughs> and oh my goodness, have I train wrecked quite a few times in the past couple of years. And I need support. But my perfectionist Virgo did not allow me to ever ask for that when I was younger. Again, something that since I have learnt, I now know to ask. I also allow myself to get lost in daydreams. Pisces love dreaming and they love water and music to heal. So when I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed with my emotions, that is what I do. I put on some music or I go and sit near some water. Hence why you always see pictures of me at the beach. Now, the eighth house, these emotions are even more intense. Like, I mean, seriously, just like emotions on top of emotions, which, yeah, like I said, my Virgo son has never really liked. And I spent a lot of time pushing that away. And that is why I am so passionate now about people healing on all levels. Because those emotions that I have just pushed away for so long, they have to eventually come up and come out. And if we don't move them through, they sit in our body and they go bad. And I think a lot of this, I can now look back and see how it has played out in my own health journey. So yeah, eighth house, feel those emotions more intense. And that's because it's Scorpio ruled. They really do dwell on the seriousness of things and often have a very sarcastic sense of humor. I definitely have one of those and probably can find some dark things funny, which is not always well taken. But I really want to help people transform. So people with their moon in the eighth house really want to help people transform, which this then links back to that Virgo person of the healer, definitely where I can overstep. So it's actually in two parts of my chart. But they are very connected with whatever is happening in the world at any given moment. And again, that is something I've really felt over the past couple of years as I've not necessarily done this natal chart work and really the astrology work but I've learned to connect to myself allow myself to stop and allow myself to feel I can feel what is happening in and around me 
but it's also because it's so emotionally driven and with that practicalness. I'm actually also very good at being able to help people through those moments because I can actually feel what they're feeling. Now, I'm not going to go too much into depth with my other planets because, like, who really needs to know that much about me? But honestly, go and have a look at your natal chart yourself. It has shown me so much. Like my Mercury, for instance, being in Libra means I'm very diplomatic. I like a balanced point of view. The way I think is balanced. And I can always see both sides of an argument. Sometimes the three or four sides of an argument because there is always more than two. It also is me keeping busy and I like to do that. So when I get stuck in these patterns, again, it really helps. And same with my Mars. My Mars I, I will touch on because I found that was really interesting. The fact that my Mars is in Scorpio in my fourth house means that I can actually be quite passive aggressive when I'm angry and when I get wounded it goes deep like in really deep and I can get quite emotional but tend to block it off from other people Now, this is something that I've definitely worked with making sure it doesn't become and I don't want to use the word issue but I don't really know how else to explain it but I don't want to use this as a block to be able to connect with other people so when I can feel myself being pulled towards being a passive aggressive, when I can feel myself getting wounded but then attacking from that wound, I try and step back and if I've overstepped, I find myself definitely apologizing now. But I also love the fact that a Mars in Scorpio has an incredible will and is able to meet any challenges. And whilst I don't always love the challenges that get thrown at me and I often get told by a lot of people like you'll come through it, you're so strong, you're so resilient and at times that can feel really hard and heavy because I don't want to have to keep being strong. This Martin Scorpio placement allows me to keep showing up. It allows me to accept those challenges. So yeah, rather than necessarily thinking of a burden, I've tried to change that recently and see what a gift that it can be. So yeah, I don't mean, like I said, I could go into a lot more into depth with the chart and all my signs and stuff like that, but I just really wanted you to be able to see that you can put all these different pieces together of who you are that allow you to understand yourself better. And when you come from a place of understanding yourself better, you learn to love yourself better. And I can honestly tell you that relationships I have now are much more open they're more heartfelt I'm more engaged but I also know what I need more and I think for a long time I didn't understand that I didn't respect that I definitely didn't give myself what I needed so this like honestly I am still probably only just skimming below the water of that huge iceberg that is astrology I absolutely love it I cannot wait to dive in more I have the most amazing workshop booked this weekend to learn more about my north and south nodes which is basically our karmic lessons from another life and also what we're here to learn which I think is so amazing and cannot wait to dive into that but honestly just start by having a google around I'll pop some resources that I've used in the show notes that I love that I that I think are really helpful but just to find different people that you resonate that talk about this and just go on a little bit of a self-exploration like dip your toe in have a bit of a look come back out that is honestly what I've done for the past maybe three or four years and slowly started to build my knowledge because like I said this is 
iceberg type stuff people what you think is on the top there's so much more underneath but honestly being able to learn all that amazingness about yourself to be able to see yourself through this natal chart it's just a really nice way to have the absolute a wonderful beautiful amazingness that is you reflected back to you through that i've also really enjoyed fusing this into my consults that I have with people and really using some astrology to help heal people on all different levels because healing does happen on a physical, emotional, mental and spiritual level. And a lot of the blocks that we have in the spiritual can actually be found through our natal chart to move it. I did an amazing podcast with Kira last week, no, two weeks ago now, on medical astrology. So if you're interested in that, go back to it. But it is one of the most beautiful things to be able to do to weave a person's astrology and their makeup through that into the way that I heal with them. So, yeah, it's really been this beautiful evolution. And, yeah, I hope that this episode has resonated with you sorry if it was a little bit rambly I just really wanted to yeah show you guys a little piece of why why I love doing this part of my work how it's helped me and hopefully it can be a tool that you can also use to learn to know like and trust yourself because I can guarantee everybody everybody is the most beautiful human who deserves to love the shit out of themselves cheers for tuning in to another episode of find your hum don't forget to subscribe oh and tell your mates about it